Welcome to Getting Ready for Sunday, a podcast of First Lutheran Church. Each week, I introduce the readings for the upcoming Sunday with some notes and explanation so you can be ready for worship when you arrive. I look at the Old Testament, Psalm, Epistle, and Gospel reading for the upcoming Sunday and offer a few notes and explanation. The Gospel reading for Sunday, December 24th comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Here ends the reading. This is the classic Annunciation story. It is such a treasured piece of the gospel where the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. And so let's begin with what the angel says. It says, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Now, many of you may be familiar with an older version where it says, Hail Mary, full of grace. One might ask, what's the difference between a translation that reads, O favored one, and one that means full of grace. Full of grace points us to a quality that Mary has. The angel comes down, looks at Mary, and says, Mary, look at you. Aren't you wonderful? O favored one is different. It is, Mary, there is something that God favors. God favors you. God is looking on you with favor. Now, Full of grace means that Mary is chosen because she's extra special. O favored one means Mary is chosen because she's chosen. And Luther likes to point this out when he uh, talks about the Magnificat, the song that Mary sings, is that Mary was really not all that different from any one of us, is that She rejoiced in God, not because she was extra grace-filled or she was amazing as a human, but because God had decided to choose her for this amazing moment to bear his one and only son. Now, the honor that we give to her is definitely an honor higher than any other human being save Jesus Christ himself, but 
Still, it is only God's grace and his choosing that makes Mary this special. Now, Mary responds, the text says, But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. I have to say, if an angel appeared to me after freaking out, um, and if it said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you, I would also be troubled. I wouldn't know what is going on. Because when an angel appears, you know something dramatic is going to happen. So the angel comforts her. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So here again, the angel, uh, after calming her down, do not be afraid, Mary, says, you have found favor with God. God has given you this favor. And behold, you will have a child and you will call his name Jesus. Now, Jesus means he saves. It's, or Yahweh saves. It's actually the word for Joshua, which was used in the Old Testament, though we transliterate it as Jesus because of weirdness in history. The angel goes on, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Yeah, I'd say that's great, being the Son of the Most High. He wasn't just called the Son of the Most High, he was actually the Son of the Most High. And he continues, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now we know why the Old Testament reading for this week was chosen from the promise, the covenant given to David. It's because the gospel reading is the fulfillment of that promise. The angel appears to Mary and says, King David, his child, his offspring, will come from you, and that offspring will reign over the house of Jacob forever. How is that possible? How can anyone reign over a house, over a kingdom forever? Well, if you are the Son of God, perhaps you just might be able to do it then. Because when Jesus is both human and divine, his humanity can live forever, can be eternal. And so Jesus will be on that throne forever. Now, of course, Mary is puzzled. She says, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. That's it. No big deal. Holy Spirit's going to come. He'll handle it. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Now, the angel gives some evidence to support this. But there's a little more than just evidence. And it says, And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. So I bet it's likely that Mary had heard that Elizabeth had had a child. And this would be a a ping of evidence. Like, yep, you know, God has done this. God can do that. But there's also an interesting thing here is that not only is the angel saying, yep, look at this, God has done something amazing with Elizabeth, who was called barren, but it's also, look, you've got someone who you can go to for this. And I have to give this insight. I heard it from uh, David Schmidt uh, on a podcast. He suggested that God offered up this connection so that Mary could go to Elizabeth and find someone who understands what's happening. Because 
she also had an angelic miracle with Gabriel. And Elizabeth uh, receives Mary right after this. So Mary finds out she's pregnant, and she goes down to visit Elizabeth, and Elizabeth's baby, John the Baptist, leaps in her womb because he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they sing the Magnificat, and it's amazing and wonderful, and Mary spends all this time with Elizabeth, probably because, I don't know, being a virgin with a baby, at that time, nobody would believe you, you know. If, if someone got pregnant and said, well, I didn't do anything, I just, it just happened, I wouldn't believe them either. It'd be pretty isolating. But Elizabeth is there for her. But then comes the most amazing part. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Wow. Imagine hearing this news. You're a, you're a young girl, 16, 14, whatever it is uh, that she would have been. And an angel appears and said, you're going to have a baby. He's going to be God. And uh, it's going to be from the Holy Spirit. And she's like, yep, awesome. Let's do it. What a sign of faith. Well, I, you know, I said before that Mary was just like one of us. And, and she was as like just like a human. But at the same time, God had granted her such faith that she could simply accept what the angel said. Remember uh, Zechariah? He was in the temple, and the angel appeared to him and gave him a promise that Elizabeth would have a baby, and he was like, no way. But Mary, simple girl, yep, let's do it. Wow. May we have that kind of faith. That's all I have for today. We'll see you on Sunday.